text me the I really hope have people really hope this audio like us being close to the mic like this helps our I really hope it helps I hope it helps (laughs) (laughs) you said (laughs) (laughs) well I am drinking so that's okay I hope it helps though (laughs) I really I I really hope it helps helps. no I really hope it helps it came out very fluidly too (laughs) listen back to that (laughs) That was a good one. I hope it helps. It helps. I really hope it helps. Hey, they're both H's. Dude, I have not drank anything and I feel silly as fuck. It's because my drinkiness is rubbing off on you. (sighs) Being around you makes me feel silly. Aww. I wish I could get that effect just naturally. You you want that that effect from me? From anybody. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming back and listening to us. This is Full Circle with Jen and Leslie. I'm Jen. I'm Les. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't flow as, like, Les doesn't flow as good as Jen. Well, it, Jen is just one syllable. If I was to say Jennifer, that's my proper name. You know, it feels weird when people call me Jennifer. I'm like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Like, authority? Hi, Jennifer. It's I feel Jen. Like I saw saying, hey, what's up? I'm like, hello. Then... You know, I got to be proper with you. That's how I feel. Jennifer. Can oh. you, Jennifer? Yes. Yes. Um, hello. Yeah. Just call me Jen, please. Jen, Jen, Jen. That's more me. Hi. Call me Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hi, cousin. Hi, cousin. <laughs> We're back, guys. So, this this uh, episode, we're going to take a little deeper, a little bit more on the serious side. We know we do like to have an... Um, you know, our fun here, which is fun, but it is helpful too to kind of get shit off our chest sometimes. And I'm gonna say I've had quite a bit of this experience, and I'm sure as most of us have. But we're gonna talk today. Um, that's part of the reason we are called full circle because what we've been through thick and thin, we've been through, we've grown up together, we've Come from, come from there to here, and we talk about it, a whole range of different topics, right. right? Where there's where there's laughter and smiles, there's also tears and crying. You know, there's smile now, cry later. Yeah, I mean, it it really is um, life. That's life. There's going to be amazing, fun, exciting days, and then there's going to be those days where it's really difficult to get out of bed, or you know, <clears throat> right find the meaning of life you know like it's it that's that's what life is it's not every day is peaches and cream um right and that's just being real yeah so that's what full circle's about so today we wanted to talk about toxic friendships and kind of what that means what makes it toxic who these people are and kind of and 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 yeah that toxic friendships so um i'll ask you what in when you think of a toxic friendship what define that for me to you how do you how do you describe that Mm, well to me it can come in all forms right um but i think it's somebody who is very negative who um every time you're around them there's some sort of drama happening. Um, 
they're talking shit about somebody or they 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 you know somebody pissed them off at work or at home or at wherever there's always some sort of issue all the time um also uh somebody who doesn't support you um like in your endeavors so like if you're um like they might support you when you're struggling like oh you know you're down on your luck and they're like oh it's okay it'll get better but then when you're not down on your luck and you're doing well it's like oh well I know somebody who does it better or you know what I mean like yeah they hate mm -hmm. on you when you're doing well but they like it when you're not doing well. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's a perfect example of one. Yeah, I agree. I have to say that um, same thing. Like a toxic friendship. We're not talking about relationship, which in a way friendships are relationships, but different. Of course, they're not your boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other, right? Um, they're supposed to be someone. Friends are supposed to be. They're kind of. Uh, someone to bounce ideas off of, someone to have a good time with, someone to whose presence you like being around, right? And because they like, they maybe they bring out the best in you, or you guys like the same music and you have a good time. And to me, a good friendship is like that. So to me, a toxic friendship would be someone, and I've had plenty of experiences with this, um, that they are constantly looking around to talk shit about the person in in the room who. who they pick someone out. Oh, look what they're wearing. Oh, look at look at her. She's too fat to be wearing that. Um, to put them down, or like you said, they love it when you're do when you're down. And yeah, because they look, feel superior. Right, like they like they they're needed. But then when you're doing good, well then they have to point out the fact that it you're not don't like don't get your head too high like get knocked off your horse a little bit yeah they're they're real quick to try to humble you mm -hmm. but it's but when, when you're a good friend you're supposed to always be building unless the person's making like a really poor shitty decision then you want them giving you their opinion about that but i'm saying like i agree right and i think i it's funny because it's such a um, it's not a fine line it's a pretty broad general line to cross if you have a friend that you you see kind of going the bad way um, out of love and depends on, to me, how good of a friend are we? Like, say you see a, your friend is being abused or, you know, taken advantage by somebody else and you, do you speak up about it? Do you say, hey, I saw your man cheating with another girl. I saw them or, you know, your, your dudes like doing drugs, you know, you can do better. Do you tell them? For me, I do tell people if I'm in that if like that friend range, like from a distance, if I saw someone I didn't barely know who what let's say like a coworker, and I knew that they were married, and I saw their husband out with someone else, and I was not that close to that person i I would mind my own business, but if you're my friend in a loving way, as long as you talk to someone in love like. With love, I should say. Right. Um, I think that you should be able to have a strong enough friendship and be an adult about it to be able to address that. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, my only um, 
caveat. Not, I don't know if it's called caveat. I don't know what caveat means. But <laughs> <laughs> sounds right. It sounds right. My only little thingy would be um, we have to be prepared for our friend to get angry with us. One, because hearing that type of information is really jarring sometimes. Right. And they might not want to hear it. They might not want to listen. So we have to we have to be prepared for that person to be mad at us. Even though we're not the one doing the bad thing, but sometimes they read they direct their anger in the wrong place. Two, mm-hmm. um, we have to accept that just because we told them that doesn't mean they're going to do anything about it. Right. And we can't um, force them or pick and pick and pick and pick at them. You know, like they have to make their own decisions is what I'm saying. I I agree with you. Now, what if you, not that topic, but what if you had a friend who you saw becoming more mm, toxic? You know, you, you knew them before they were kind of like that. Or at least you thought they weren't like that. You know, you thought they were... Um, more stable than that, more secure in themselves. Like, to me, I think a toxic person is going to be um, not feeling their best. So they may not have, like, the greatest self-esteem. They like, To me, if they're jealous of other people, it's because, like, it's really just a reflection of themselves, like, how they feel about themselves. And they don't feel good about themselves. Like, they have a poor self-esteem, so they project that onto others so that you can focus on that person instead of them. So... If you had a person, like, not, not, like, to take that scenario out of the way where, like, you caught somebody cheating, like, okay. But what if you had a friend that you saw um, behaving a way that, you know, is not healthy and you tried to talk to them about it? Uh, would you talk to them about it? And how would you do it? Obviously, it depends on what the situation is. Um, if it's something that, I know is like really out of character for them or that's like leading, like leading them to bad stuff. Then I would try to have a conversation with them, bring it up, like let them know that I noticed ABC um, and that it, I'm worried for them or like, you know, it's that I'm worried for them. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, nine times out of 10, they're going to get really defensive about that. And so then as the friend, I need to make my decision like, do I set my boundaries? Like, okay, I don't agree with what they're doing. So do I kind of step back as being their friend? Because they they don't want to change. Or they don't see that they that there's an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I do. So, um, I, I agree with you. I feel like there's certain friendships that you can just sort of um, start to distance yourself from, right? Because if you know the person, you can kind of gauge. I think it's like a topic and a person thing, right? How big of a deal is it to you? Is it something you can just accept of them? Um, is it, you know, so are you just going to like, for me, like, am I just going to give myself space from that person? And just keep keep conversations real light and short, and maybe distance myself from, from them and not, not hang out with them quite as much. That type of thing. Um, or would you? I've also been in situations where I was closer to that person, um, where I felt like you know 
we had a strong friendship and I had addressed it with them. And yes, it did. In a way, in a way, yes, because we're no longer speaking, which is fine with me because I really don't want to have that too much around me anyway. Um, But I addressed it with this certain person in hope in hopes that in that person would um, heal. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, of course, I wish always I wish the best and nothing but honestly just love and peace and roses to you for whatever. But I have to, I have to distance myself because it was just too much, too much negativity. I mean, and it wasn't just toxic um, comments that this person would make about people around her, but they were started to waft into your or yeah, they would start. They started getting directed towards me and everything I did, and like I really don't. I don't need, I already nitpick everything I do with my anxiety. Like, I don't need help. And if I, I feel like, um, I feel like I'm the type of person that will, like, you could talk to and approach and talk about, and I'll take it to heart. And, and you know what I mean? If I offend you, then I'll apologize, work on it. Um, but also, everything I do cannot be that terrible. And, no. and be made to be negative. So I had to kind of say, no, this is not healthy for me right now, especially in the state that I'm in. And I'm in this healing process, which is not, and it's not easy for one. No. And two, it's not. And I understand, like, why people don't do it. It's fucking work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of examining yourself. But you have to understand, too, like, you have to eventually um, set up boundaries. And boundaries is probably one of the biggest things that I've done and anybody can do. To sort of start to begin to heal. You can't get sick where you... You can't heal where you got sick. Is the same. Right. So in order for me to kind of heal some of that um, of myself and from my past, I had to to kind of cut things off with that person because I it wasn't healthy for me. Yeah. Definitely. They're, they're being, in, being in a friendship... I I can never imagine myself, like, talking shit to my friends. Like, talking shit about them or talking shit to them. Like, oh, whatever whatever it is. Like, there's having a, a mature, rational conversation with somebody who maybe you truly feel is veering off into, like, a d- dangerous situation. But other than that, I mind my fucking business. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that they want to live their life mm-hmm. is that. It's their life. So, if I don't agree with it, and it's like, like to, you know, you have to know, like, what your what your boundaries are. Like, like what, what your place is. Yeah, and what your place is. Um, so, if I don't like the way somebody lives their life, and I really don't d- agree with their lifestyle, then guess what? I'm not going to be hanging out with them very often yeah and i think that's probably the healthiest thing to do rather than sit there and and sit in a room with someone you don't you don't like or necessarily care for their decision making skills why why be around them why call that person a friend it just it It makes that baffles me brings you down it's exhausting oh definitely isn't it 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 really is like hearing somebody just 
the ne- the negativity it just it's so draining it i don't i don't want that in my existence now i want to say now there are times where we want to vent right as friends we're going through something and something's kind of traumatic something's kind of uh, we're, we're pained we're hurting and we want to reach out to friends and we want to sometimes sometimes we just grasp at straws when we're especially when we don't have um anywhere else that we feel we can go like a safe place to go to so how does that differ if a friend is venting to you um you know or you know they're upset about something how does that differ to you than a person who's just constantly toxic and like you like you said like i agree with you with the part about creating drama like everything's a fucking every every molehill is a mountain to these people or these types of people right it's like really not that big a deal like it'll it'll pass like well how do you take it when someone's venting rather than someone who's just dramatic about it i think overly overly negatively dramatic sorry right well and that that's the difference when you're venting it's like you're 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 frustrated right you're frustrated you you're going through it you just need somebody to hear you you know like blow off steam you're not necessarily asking for advice you're not necessarily wanting them wanting them to you know coddle you or console you or whatever you just want to say it like oh i'm fucking stressed out you know this this is and this happened and it's like oh my god i've had it up to here i don't you know whatever mm-hmm. being dramatic and being toxic is like oh he did this to me again this fucking asshole and then you're like well blah 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 what are you gonna do oh i'm gonna do this and blah 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 and then the next week it's the same shit and she never did anything Mm-hmm. And then it's like the same problem, the exact same problem over and over and over. And then they you, they want you to tell them like, oh, leave him. He's bad for you because they're in the moment and they're feeling that. And then when they don't and then you're like, oh, and then they get mad at you. Well, fuck, you don't know. You don't understand. You're not in my situation. Yeah. Like that's the difference between venting and being toxic. Right. You know, right. Yeah. I don't know. To no. me. No, I, I agree. I think. I, I think these people are just operating out of like, um, like I said, just a really low vibrational part of themselves, which we all have, which we all go through. We all have. We're fucking human. We're not going to be, you know, happy, bright, shiny, shiny bright people, whatever the fuck, how no. the fuck you want to say it. Yes. Like, we're, okay, I was just saying this. I'm fucking, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm the most fucking nicest, critical ass, sarcastic motherfucker you could meet. Like I'm nice. I'm also very sarcastic, and I'm, I'm like a shiny piece of black <laughs> metal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can be shiny, but I'm also like cynical, and it's just you know I'm nice, but I'm cynical, and but I, don't, I really don't sit here and talking shit about people all day. Well, no, because There's things people do that fucking oh my fucking frustrate me. Like I have gray hairs from these people, fucking people. But it's different. Like when talking shit is such a broad term. It's like I talk shit about somebody who cut me off. Yeah, I'm going to talk shit about that person because they 
fucking piss me off in that exact moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the person at work who constantly throws jabs, like, yeah, I might talk shit to that, um, to about that person to my husband, to my cousin, to somebody who doesn't know that person, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm frustrated. But I'm not going through life like... There's people who look for it. I'm sorry, is that yeah, what you were going to say? Yes, exactly. That I, that's, what it, sorry, I I was, that's what I was looking for. Sorry. Yeah, I don't look for it. I'm not trying to find drama in my life. I'm not trying to find a reason to be angry. And some people do. It's like... Certain people are just not my monkey, but they are my circus. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, my ex-husband. Like, <laughs> you got to deal with them. He's not my monkey, but he is kind of my circus. That's what I call him. <laughs> that's my that's what my sister taught me that scene. That's not, cute. That's really cute. Not my monkey, not my circus. And that's literally how I deal with some things. Like, some people, I see drama and I see things and I'm like, oh, man, that's a mess. Oh, well, not my monkey, not my circus, but my ex-husband, not my monkey. He's kind of my circus. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He don't listen to this anyway. So anyway. yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Any- <laughs> Anybody who, who's been in my shoes can be late. Um, I'm like, but seriously, he's got his great points. He's really good to the kids and stuff. So I'm not going to take that away. from No. Him. Yeah. Like it's, he's a he's- very involved dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's a necessary monkey. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not my monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of my circus. <laughs> right. Like, he has to be involved in your circus, or else your circus will really be oh, crazy. But it's it's a circus, so it's already kind of crazy. Or else my real monkeys will become a circus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, yeah. So, I definitely think, like... Having a friendship is, um, it can be a blessing. Well, no, a real true friendship is a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's those, those acquaintances that you kind of are teetering on the thing of the verge of friendship where you're like kind of, especially new friendships. Yeah. Like I can't imagine, I don't, I don't like work okay yeah you meet people and they become like your work friends but like i feel like there's categories for friends like your work friends your like if your kids are in activities and stuff like you have your your parent friends your mom friends or whatever Mm -hmm. you have like you know your spouse or whatever like their friends wives or whatever like you kind of become their friends so you have like i don't know for me i have all these like categories like of of people and and then you have like your homie homies right you know like and your roll dogs your roll dogs and i feel like you can't have too many of those there's no. only like two three tops um of people who you really want to spend your time with surround yourself with and like can count on like religiously absolutely and i think those people to me are always the ones that i can just be myself around and don't judge Yes, exactly. Don't judge me. I don't judge them. They don't judge me. Um, and I got to say you're one of them. Well, yeah, no, you're one of mine, too, yeah. for sure, so, obviously. You know everything about me, which is dangerous, right? Well, yeah. But, you know, even then, like, I don't I don't share. Um, I was told once that I'm really open and that I put too much on the table, and I'm like, 
I really don't, homie. Like, you, just because I seem that way, because I'm warm and I'm friendly. Uh, but mm, you really don't know, know me. Know, know me. me. Um, but because there's lots of facets to everybody, right? And I don't share everything with everyone. I don't feel like it's any of their business. But also, I don't. There's no need for me to put my drama out on the table for everyone. There's no need for that. So if I'm, I feel like a friend or someone who's hurting tends to do that, tends to kind of go and uh, see who pays attention, right? It's, it's kind of like how I've grown to see people like this is they have been hurting for quite a long time and they've never resolved that initial trauma to them to their lives um so now it just spills over into everything yeah whether it's work relationships or home relationships or even relationships they have with their friends or their kids or their spouses it's it's spilled over yeah they need attention yes they can't they can't separate or they don't know how to separate that trauma from their everyday life you know yeah, and it's it's crazy some of the things that I've seen people do, like just lie for attention or lie to get a rise out of you or tell you a story just to see how you react to see what the real truth is. I've seen crazy shit. Yeah. Um, related to some of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's like when you're telling a good when you when you have like a good story, and you, you're maybe embellishing a little bit. That's one thing. I think you know what I mean? most people do making that. it exciting or whatever. But then there's straight out lying about a situation or whatever. And it's like in, in, in order to screw somebody over, mm. you know, or in order to make yourself look better and screw somebody over. I'll give an example of someone I know. I knew this person for, gosh, I've probably known this person about 20 years now. But he got involved with a woman. They had a couple of kids together. And she couldn't figure out a way to leave him because she didn't have any money. And so she made up a whole lie about how he threatened her with a gun and hit her and would beat her up every night. This guy could barely move his back was messed up. He could barely move. Mm. And I knew him. Why did she want to leave him? Uh, she just didn't want to be with him anymore. Oh, okay. It so wasn't she, like... There, it, yeah, it was her decision. She didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. This bitch was psycho. The, the night I met her, she asked if I had ever fucked him. And I was like... Can you imagine just meeting someone straight out the gate and be like, did you fuck my man? Wow. And I was like, no. Wow, I that thought, is I was so with weird. his best friend. And I was like, no, but I gave him a kiss on his cheek just to piss her off. Like that's dude, that's my toxic shit. But also, why <laughs> did why didn't he leave her? Like, did he think it was okay? I guess because they had kids together, and he, oh, I can't speak for him. I don't really know. Yeah, I, no, that's no, what no. I'm just, assuming. But that's I think he loved her. Unfortunately, that's so sad. Oh, um, it is sad because why do why do people stay in toxic relationships? You know what I mean? Like it's the what's what they're used to. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all, I mean, not all of us, but some of us who've had traumatic issues and haven't dealt with them and haven't healed from them or haven't tried to learn from them, rather. Right. Um, we'll repeat that shit. We'll repeat it the rest of our lives until we learn the fucking lesson, right? So well, it's probably, a, I think it's a lot easier to just not deal with shit than it is to deal with it. Because it, dealing with it, like you said earlier, 
it hurts. You have to do a lot of reflecting on yourself. You, it's painful. Oh, it's work. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. So it's a lot easier just to continue with the same toxic behavior or the same stuff because you're like, eh, you know. Yeah, because it hurts too much to deal with the truth. Um, so she ended up saying, telling the story and did like the Underground Railroad thing where she like took off with the kids and she lives in a different city from him like eight hours away with her kids and was lying to the judge and everything i wrote him a letter i wrote him a a character witness letter talking about how i've known him this long i've never known to be that way i never once felt threatened by this man not once and i've spent plenty of time alone in a home with him i went out i didn't do nothing with him but i went out with him um, we went partying. I was his wingman trying to get him chicks. You know what I mean? Never once felt threatened. Never once he, did he ever raise his voice or hand to me, which, you know what I mean? Right, right. There I would never, be some red course, flags. Of course, I never saw, I was not in a relationship with him, but I never saw him. He, if anything, he was a protector, not the harmer. Right. So I wrote him a character witness letter because I was like, that. There's so many different ways you could have done what you... You could have just broken right. up with the fool. Like... Yeah. And and she never told you, like, oh, he does this to me, he's bad to me, he does this and the other to me? If anything, she hit him. She hit him and went to fucking... Got arrested. And he didn't press charges because he's like that. But she she was the one that hit him. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's sad. No. She never, she never had bruises. She wasn't getting beat up on every night. Guy, like I said, he had a bad back. He could barely fucking move. It was bullshit. So, I I just, I can't stand that. Well, no, just the fact, like, okay, like you said when you first met her. Like, there's people, I feel like, I'm a pretty good judge of character. I mean, not, I'm not, you know, 10 for 10, but I'm a pretty good judge of character. And so, like, when I meet people, it, like, right off the, right off the bat, like, I can tell if it, they're going to be my friend, my acquaintance. I can tell which category they're going into. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That's good. Like, I oh, can't. This is somebody who I can really hang out with and invite over and oh, like. Yeah. You like oh, the vibe. Yeah. I like, they, they've got a good vibe. They're, they got chill vibes. Or I can be like, okay, this is a once a year type of person when we have to hang out with one of your friends or, you know. Whatever the case may be, like I, I'm, whatever. I think I'm a pretty good judge of character mm-hmm. for me, anyway. Um, you know, for me, anyway, of like what. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm like that too, in in a sense. I'm not always the best judge of character. I, I think I've grown to become a better one just because of the relate the experiences I've had. Um. And I've learned to kind of spot the flags, so I'm kind of like, oh, okay, you're. I'm gonna keep a real copacetic with you. I'm gonna keep you at an arm's distance. I'll say hello to you, but we ain't kicking it. I'm. I'm not really gonna go more than, hey, how you doing today? No, yeah, cool. Have a good one. Right? Yeah, acquaintances. Yeah, like right. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep it calm and cool and collected with everyone. I don't like drama. I don't want to fight with people. I really don't. Um, 
so I keep people like that, like at an arm's distance. But also, like you said, there's other people you know you vibe with, and there's sometimes you vibe with those people, and they end up becoming that way. Which, which has been my experience. I've always I fucked up a couple of times where I'm like, I, I, I've thought, I've thought that I've would recognize it better. And looking, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You look back and you think, oh man. She was doing that back then. I should have seen that. Well, no, I think we, we've we've all been duped. Mm-hmm. We've all been duped. Like there's re- looking back. Oh, that was probably a red flag. That was probably a red flag. But in the moment, you don't see it because everything else gelled so well together. Right. You know, some people hide it better. Some people hide it better. I've been in that situation too with somebody who I was very very close to shared intimate details of with and totally turned on me Mm. and um what did they end up doing it was i don't want to go into too much detail but basically um talk shit about my kids talk shit about my marriage like to me like saying that I was a, a bad mother. I mean, saying like very hurtful shit to me. Mm. Um, and and then later on wanted to forget about it and be my friend again. Isn't that funny how that happens with people like that? They just kind of like, oh, it's like no big deal. And let's yes. just move. Let's just move forward. But no, having a go ahead. No, 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 no. So one of the hardest relationships I have in my life. Is with my mother. I love my mother, but I have not always liked my mother. And unfortunately, that's really hard to say, but that's the truth. I don't care for some of the things that she's done. She's been very um, toxic in growing up, and it was very hard to deal with her sometimes, you know, interfering with my friendships, interfering with um, um, guys I might be interested in dating, just interfered with her opinion of things. Mean. Very mean. She was mean. Very mean spirited. Um, and now that I'm older and I'm I've been a wife. I've been a mo- I am a mother. I've not been I am <laughs> currently a mother. <laughs> um and I've lived life a little more and I can recognize things better having gone to therapy, having done the, the, the inner work for myself. I have so much more compassion for her. Now, I do not like the things she does because she's still currently like that. She still currently tries to lie, to try to get a rise, to see what's the truth, or tries to hide things or changes stories to make it, you know, compares me to my cousins. Still, I'm fucking four, almost 45. I'm still getting compared to my cousins. It's like, I'm glad my cousins are doing well. But, but ma'am, so am I, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> But I've become <laughs> much more compassionate towards, like, her trauma. And I realize that that's where she's coming from. So I think that has given me quite a different outlook on her. So as much as I have, she's caused quite a bit of angst and pain in my life, I um, can forgive some of, some of it. If that makes sense. Like, I, I look past it. I understand that where she's coming from. She's not talking as a woman her age. She's talking from the hurt little girl she was when things happened to her at a young age. And she never recovered from it. She never got help for it. 
Right. So I see her in a different light. So there's a lot of more compassion there than there was before. And I'm not saying you have to do this with friendships, but you advice for anyone listening who's going through it or who's had it happen to them recently. Understand that that person is just it. it it's uh, not a, a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. And it's a reflection of, of how they feel about themselves, actually, projecting onto you. And this is just how I see it. It's not about you. It's mostly about them. And I I personally don't want to have friendships like that around. I, I have my, my mother who I don't have to have a, a relationship with, but I, but I have one. And I'm not going to destroy that. But, and yeah. you've made a very, you've done a very good job of setting up your boundaries. Which was very important. Yeah. Yes. And I think with, in like, it, there's a big difference between your mama and some motherfucker you met playing softball together. Exactly. So, of course, that's your mom. You, there's compassion there, like you said. Right. Not everybody could do it. Um, but you're doing it and you're doing it well because you have made the choice to set up boundaries and that's the only thing that that is saving your relationship right now yeah right um but with friendships same thing you can set your boundaries like okay maybe this person isn't my everyday homie like maybe i'm not going to talk to this person about every single thing or maybe i need to cut this person off which is totally fine as well right or maybe i need to uh, take a look at myself. Maybe I'm doing things that are, you know what I mean? Because sometimes we, sometimes we could be in the wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Like as the friend, like maybe, like I said earlier about voicing your opinion about something, and then that person doesn't want to hear it. But if we're constantly nagging at them, like, oh, but he's a motherfucker. He's this. He's that, and the other. It's like maybe we need to reevaluate our situation, or or, or not our situation, our whatever our values, our not our values but like reevaluate ourselves reevaluate ourselves and be like okay maybe it's none of my business hmm. you know what i mean our boundaries yeah it, yes our boundaries like maybe we put some fucking boundaries on ourselves <laughs> you know well that's a perfect that's that's a great advice i i agree with that because not everybody needs to know everything about you right first of all they don't really care <laughs> i yeah. hate to say that but they're going through their own shit too yeah you know, and everyone's going through shit. Everyone's going through shit. Just because the people who are quiet about it or try to be optimistic about it or don't, blah, you know, vomit it all over the table doesn't mean they're not going through something. Right. I, in fact, I've, sure. seen, I've seen some of the most um, stoic, kind-hearted people go through the most shit. Yeah. But they, you don't know it because they have regulation, self-regulation. <laughs> and they're, they're, yeah, they're really good at suppressing it. And that's not a good thing all the time. Like, sometimes you need to let it out or get help for it. Um, or maybe they have different outlets and it just it isn't you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, may, yeah. maybe some people have a little bit more self-control. That's it. And they can, they, they're like, oh, I'm handling my shit behind closed doors. I don't need to put it all out there for everybody to I see. I admire that so much. I admire that. But, yes, I'm becoming better at that because I also, for years, was toxic. And I noticed it, those things in myself, which is why I've been taking time to say, why does this stuff keep happening to me? Well, maybe it's me. What is it about me? No, I think acknowledging um, 
and acknowledging a behavior is like a huge step and a very mature step in life. You know what I mean? Like, damn, we've made it. Like, we've realized, like, oh, damn, it was, I was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) I mean, because some, shit, we're not perfect. Sometimes we were the problem or are the problem and, and we need to really, it takes some cojones, man, to, to admit that. Oh, yeah. And if they're not. It's kind of a hard pill to swallow, you know, but I think um, when you acknowledge or acknowledge it, maybe you have a little bit to do with it, you know, but and that's okay. It's not saying everyone who, who lets it happen to them is a toxic person. I'm just saying, mm, what's that, that verse in the Bible to take the, the the log out of your eye before you take the the speck out of mine kind of thing like you or that you know that thing where you you got one finger pointed at me but you got three more pointing right back at yourself right oh yeah before you start to judge other people before you start to do that look at take a really good look at yourself and say hmm i find a lot of time when people judge somebody or have like you know have some shit to say sorry have some shit to say about somebody's situation it's because they're going through that situation and they don't want to you know they don't want to admit it or whatever like they're going through like their situation's worse more fucked up but they're saying oh you you da 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 but they're like you said one finger pointed at that person but they're the problem yeah the deflection deflection yes my kid does that well kid the the kid they do that but sometimes that that doesn't ever get resolved right and then they grow up still deflecting um because again not addressing the problem is so much easier than addressing the problem Uh, absolutely Absolutely. So I, I'm a big advocate for mental health. And um, at work, I'm always, any any chance I get that I think somebody could use it, I'm promoting it. And I just think it's so, and you actually the one who kind of taught me, like, you think everybody could use therapy. Oh, I, uh, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, people think you're going to sit in a room and there's a, a you know, a bearded guy with glasses holding a pencil in his mouth and writing notes about you, judgmental notes. That's what I always thought. Like, what the fuck is he writing? But, you know, and you're sitting there in a room full of books and you're talking, laying on the couch and crying and talking about your feelings. I mean, it is not that. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's that, but it's not that. It's actually really good. I called, I was having like, I'm, I've, so, I've got a social anxiety, not social anxiety, I definitely don't have social anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> I can talk to anybody, but um, right, anyways, I don't have a social anxiety, god damn it, but I, I do have anxiety, like a motherfucker, and so sometimes it gets very overwhelming for me, and I I don't want to dump that on anyone, you know, and I know like I, I can see myself doing it, so I have to catch myself, so I have to be like, okay, look. I just, I need some help. And I'm lucky enough to have access to to mental health um, help. So there's like a hotline I can call mm-hmm. with my insurance. And 
I'm, 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 I wish this was just universal. I wish I everybody had this because if you could, it just, should be. If you had that access, like, and you could call and, and talk to like a therapist then and talk, and, and that's what I did. I had to do that. And she like, it's funny because she put things in perspective for me. But it's like I almost had to have someone tell me like, "Look, you're putting, you know." You're doing too much," <laughs> she yeah. said. "Just let's let's take some stuff off your plate and just look at it for what it is." Well, and that's yeah. what that's that what helps. they're trained to do, right? They're trained to um, ask you the questions that you need to answer. You know what I mean? Yes. So that, so that it makes it sound like you came up with it, the answer, right? And they knew it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, it, it, exactly, and like dissecting it to a point because. I could maybe say the same thing to you, but I don't know how to say it in the way you need to hear it. Mm. And they, that's what they're trained to do is like to m- make you hear stuff that maybe everybody else is saying, or maybe you're saying to yourself, but you don't know how to hear it. So they're saying it in a way that you can listen to it. I don't know how that, I don't know. No, I agree with you. I agree with you because that's exactly what happened. All the stuff she said was stuff I was already saying in my head, but it was almost like validating yes because when i get in that state of anxiety i can't calm myself down obviously that's why i'm anxious right i'm obviously my thoughts are like in the moment they're racing and i can't seem to put my feet down on the floor so when she told me the things i was already thinking it kind of like reassured me like okay i'm not i'm not losing my fucking marbles i'm Right. I was right about that, and I was right about this. And it helped. It helped. And that's what they do. Like, there's such a stigma. Like, oh, a shrink, you see a shrink, blah, blah. Like, people, like, think it's for, like, people who are, like, 51, 50 or something. I mean, they need it, too. But yeah. but everyday life, going through it. Like, have you ever come home and just burst into tears? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who hasn't. Yeah. Men, women, child, like everybody has just had a day or had like have everything just overwhelmingly attack you and drown you. Shit gets overwhelming sometimes for everybody. Yes. And sometimes you don't because you don't know you can't talk to your mom. You can't talk to your husband. You can't talk to your friend because there's some things that are just so dark or whatever. But you can talk to somebody who will not judge you who doesn't fucking know you you know yeah and so so just to kind of tie it back to these people i think that a lot of times like you said to do that because it does take work and it does take it and not acknowledging that you know there's an issue which is which is something a lot of people don't want to think about themselves they don't want to think that they need help or think that they're in such a bad position that what they do is wrong. They're so used to it. Those are the most toxic ones. Those are the ones who need the most help, unfortunately. And, and you can't. You if they're if they're the ones telling it to you, you can't change them. It's like an alcoholic. It's like a drug addict. They have to want the change. They're, they're not going to change unless the change is there. The change is ready. The change is available. Or the tools are rather available, but they have to be the one to decide that that's enough for them. 
There was this um, saying that I heard when I was growing up, um, when I was talking to like a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is the exact saying, but it's something like life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Mm. And, And that's, I don't know. It's, that stuck with you. Yeah, it really stuck with me because I'm like, I can't control how other people behave. Mm-hmm. I can't control what anybody else does. The only thing that I can control is how I react to it. Yeah. Is my, is yep, is me. That's true. That's, uh, that's I, I, I completely agree. There's no argument there. Argu- argument that either (laughs) i'm making up my own language over here there's no lie to that at all i think um yeah that's perfect because it's like the i was just thinking when you were talking and saying that i was thinking about the prayer my dad always taught me and um while i grew up i grew up in a christian home um and so the Bible to my dad was the the source of where to go for things. But this isn't in the Bible. But it's the 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 twelve step double A. Oh, tri- triple A. No, no. A <laughs> A. You're right. Double A. I said no, no, no. <laughs> triple A. <laughs> double A. Double A. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. Sorry. As I'm it's, sipping a beer. <laughs> the A A. The A A prayer. Right is God grant me the serenity to change the things I can, uh, the strength the strength to change the things I can. Fuck. Here, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, let's pull it up. I'll just edit all that shit out. Cause... But it always... Oh my God, fucking Amazon. <laughs> I clicked in. It's here. like, here, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> So my dad always taught me this prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And honestly, that prayer has always stuck with me um, because it's like so simple and yet so profound also. Because you, you're reaching out to a higher source. And whether you're religious or not, or believe in God or not, whether, you know, you, if you believe in God, cool. But if you don't, and you're still reaching out to something higher than you, like um, like a therapist. And you're looking at them to tell you, to give you those things. The serenity, the courage, and the wisdom to try to change things. I think that is automatically like um a great step it's like a, a great step towards um in, you know in the right direction pe- peace yeah right and so honestly and i think guys in therapy is like if a guy goes to therapy like that's such a green flag to me like yeah I'm, that's a green flag for i sure. love it i i respect that so like much to hear you're that recognizing that there's that you you know what i mean that you're recognizing and you're doing something about it that is, yeah mm-hmm. you know how many times i've been cried to about some shit oh it's on my fault and this this and this happened i'm like oh my god you're right that's totally not your fucking fault like all this stuff that happened to you is not your fault but like what the fuck are you doing about it 
Or you're being around somebody it's always someone else's fault. It's con- You're constantly getting fired. And it's always because of something someone else did. Like, it, there's got to be some accountability in there somewhere. Yeah. When it, yes. I mean, and there's, a, not to say that, you know, when things happen, it's that person's fault. But it can constantly, every single place, it's somebody else's fault. Like, really? I don't know. That's a red flag. That is a red flag. Constantly making excuses about why. I don't know. We all have bad shit that happens to us. But honestly... One of the things I do, too, is if I am feeling a certain way is I acknowledge it and then I feel it, which is hard for me, too, which is taking work. But I feel it. I acknowledge it and I go through, I go past it. I don't try to suppress it. I don't try to pretend like it's not there or just say, fuck it. I'm just going to. It's no big deal. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think that it's. It's it's not a bad thing to get therapy, but that was that's, a, that's, that's all I had to say about that. So for, <laughs> so full circle, don't be toxic, and go to fucking therapy. Green flags, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for letting us uh, talk your ear off. This was, you know this was this was actually very therapeutic for me. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. I don't need to see my shrink this week. Oh, hey. <laughs> Just kidding. I do. <laughs> I know. I got my my uh, appointment next week, and I'm not missing it for anything. Yeah. No, I think it's a really good tool, guys. So yeah, again, don't be toxic. Um, it's not good for anybody. And, yeah. and you don't, know, don't be afraid to go to therapy if you need it. For it's sure. Okay. We all we all need a little help sometimes, but. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you tune in to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please like, share, comment. Um, let us Give us some feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, tune in next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.